your son's prayer and then we'll pray this one. Amen. So lately I've been studying the first chapter of John, the beginning part that the commentaries will call the prologue. I'm not quite sure what it is about it that has caught my attention at this point in my life. But the words are amazing to me. But at the same time, they tie my brain up in knots. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And each time I feel like I come a little closer to understanding what I'm supposed to hear from it, it just keeps getting more and more complex. But I can tell you one thing that I really appreciate about that first part is, first of all, the nod to the Trinity. The fact that the word was, is, and always will be wasn't created, that Jesus Christ has always been here. And that he goes way back to the very beginning as he's getting, as John's getting ready to tell this incredible redemptive story of Jesus Christ, he takes it all the way back to the beginning where we were all created. If we're to go back there just a little bit for ourselves, remember in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He created space. And then what did he do? He filled it with light. You go on to chapter 2 where, where it's the second, second story of how God created man. And it says, let us, another beautiful nod to the Trinity, create man in our own image. And that's what they do. Out of the dust of the ground, God creates man in his own image. And then he fills it with light, which John so beautifully ties up in the beginning part of chapter 1, where he says, Jesus was the life that is the light of man. Now, after God created man, they had a relationship. They walked together. They talked together, but then something happened. Sin came into the picture, and that relationship was broken. And with that brokenness, humanity was left in darkness. To understand this passage even more, I decided I needed to know a little bit more about light. So I went to a friend of mine who really enjoys physics. There are sick people like that in the world. But we had all these conversations about light, and here's what I learned. First of all, light is fully capable of overcoming darkness. But you can't reverse that. I can't look back at our AV team and say, there's a little too much light, would you please turn up the darkness? It doesn't work that way. Light overcomes darkness. And here's another thing about light. It's, there are all these different spectrums of light. And we can only see a very small portion of that. So there's far more to light than we, our brains ever really take in. 
according to the laws of physics, light travels at the fastest speed possible. Not only that, but it's completely consistent. With that, it does slow down when it goes through something denser. When it enters a glass of water, light slows. That's why it bends and you see things strange in water. But if you imagine a car driving into water, if you drive your car into water, please don't do that on the way home, it will slow down, but it will continue to slow down until it comes to a stop. Not so with light. Say light is traveling at 55 miles per hour when it hits the water. It will slow down to 35 miles per hour, but it will continue going at 35 miles per hour until it gets out of the water, and then it goes back up to 55. It doesn't continue to slow down. So light is constant. And though we see by light, we can't see light. We see evidence of light. We feel the warmth of the sun. We see light bouncing off of stuff. But if you've ever watched a spy movie, you know, when they walk into that room and there are the laser detectors, what do they do? They pull out that fancy can and they spray something so they can see the laser going through. It needs something to reflect off of us for us to see it. So we're only really seeing and feeling evidence of light. We're not actually seeing light. Now, they say light travels in waves. And for most of history, that's what was believed. But Einstein figured something out. He figured out when light bounces off something, it changes that thing. What that means is light not only is a wave, but it's also a particle, which doesn't make sense. In fact, it even left Einstein scratching his head a bit. It shouldn't be both at once. But it is. Kind of reminded me of the Trinity when I thought about that. How can you be God and fully man at the same time? But there it was. As I looked more and more at light, the more and more I thought of my Heavenly Father. He can't be overcome. He's way bigger than our definition. He's constant. And we can't point to God. We can only point to evidence of God. We feel his love. We can see how he works in his life. But I can't show him to you. The more I try to understand God, the more he totally and completely baffles me. So if we, if we go back with this understanding of light and look at humanity living there in the darkness, struggling to understand God, who is way more than we could comprehend. We're flesh and blood. And we judge things by what we can see and by what we can touch. And we have this God who doesn't work within those laws. We're broken we don't understand him, and we certainly don't understand who God created us to be. But God has a solution. He has a solution that with, with this one thing, 
He's going to fix not only the broken relationship, but he's going to help us understand him better. So he sends his son, who had a physical body. You could weigh him, you could measure him, you could touch him. It's kind of like this light bulb. You could weigh this, you can touch it, you can see its form. But when you plug it in and it emits light, it is no less light. It travels at the same speed. Until you knock off the power, it's, it's constant. It overcomes the darkness. Jesus was no less God, no more than the light that comes out of that is any less light because it's coming from this light bulb. Jesus had something else more to his story, though. See, he did this divine feat that none of us are capable of. He was capable of living completely and totally sin-free. 100% righteousness. And that's his beauty, because when he decided to go up and die on that cross, he took our sins with him. And within that, we were able to have a relationship again, and we were able to have light, life within us once again. But it's even better than that. Because before he went, before he died on that cross, he said, I'm leaving you, but someone else is coming. A counselor. And once we got that relationship back, we get the Holy Spirit, which is power. And we get that light shining from us. And we get all the gifts that that power comes with. It's maybe a little different, maybe a little different part of the spectrum for each of us. There's prophecy. There's teaching. There's tongues. There's all these different gifts. But we have the power through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to be a part of that light that God wants the world to see. I'm going to bring out my box of tricks here. In it, I have my Bible. And I'm going to read from John chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love the darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. When I read that, the first image that came to my mind was cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, you turn on the light and the, the cockroaches scatter away. They don't want that light. They don't want to be exposed. Now, once we become a Christian, once we believe fully and wholeheartedly that Jesus Christ died for our sins so that we could have a relationship with him, we don't need to be afraid of the light. But I wonder if sometimes we still have parts of us that we cockroach away. You know, those sins we're not quite ready to give up on. 
No. There are lies. Little white ones we like to tell. People are starting to get tax information in the mail. Maybe a little cheating. Then there are the other things that we like to hide away. Maybe it's the sin of another person that we want to take on ourselves. Have you experienced abuse in your life that you may feel guilt over, whether it's justified or most likely not? We don't want the world to see them. We don't want God to see them. So we try and block those parts of ourselves away from the light. But here's a little secret. God can't see in the dark. His vision is pretty good, although this truth is not. My theory is that We may not be afraid of the darkness because we're afraid that God might see us. I think we're afraid of the darkness because it means if if we do shine light on it, we have to do something about it. We have to face it. But God has amazing redemptive and healing powers. And he's here to use the strength that he has for us to heal us, to change us. And he wants every part of us, even those parts we'd rather hide in the darkness. If you go on with chapter 3, Read verse 21. It says, But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. See, it's not about what we've done. It's about what God's done through us, including the healing. If we're willing to let those Hearts we'd like to cockroach away into the light so that God can do healing and redemptive work, so that He can transform us, we become a beacon of hope to those who are struggling with the same thing. People can look at us and say, I remember when this person used to behave a certain way. What's changed? Or, I knew what life was like for that person when they were growing up. How on earth do they have hope? Now, I'm not saying we have to come out and publicly admit things unless God's calling you to do that. But you have to at least let God into those dark places, those places where the cockroaches would rather hide than be exposed, so that we can become that beacon of hope because our God is compassionate. He wants to transform us. 
here's a, another point about, about light. I'm going to pick on you for just a minute, Silva. She's wearing a shirt that we would call pink. But here's the deal. This is how light works. See, that shirt is actually every color but pink because it's taking all those rays of light and it's absorbing them. And the only color it is bouncing off is the color we see. So it's actually every color but pink. Pink is, we're only picking up pink because the shirt is rejecting it. Here's my question for you. When we look at people, are we only seeing what they aren't rather than who God created them to be? Are we seeing their shortcomings rather than the fact that each and every person we run across each and every day was created in the image of God to be something bigger than themselves? We are supposed to be a beacon of hope. Which means that when we run into people who haven't seen the light yet, we have to embrace them for who God created them to be. Not for their failings. Because who's going to want this share of light if we're constantly focusing on their shortcomings? We lose that opportunity. And here we have an opportunity to be part of the biggest, most incredible plan ever conceived. And that is God's plan of hope. I uh, put a piece of paper, in uh, a plain piece of paper in everyone's bulletin. And I'm going to lead us in prayer in just a, a minute. And... What I would like you guys to do is pray during this time. What are your pieces that you're cockroaching away? That you need to let God shine the light on so that you can experience healing so that others can have hope. It can be scary, but it is so worth it. Christians, we don't have to be afraid of the light. There's nothing negative about it. So God, feed that into us right now. If you, I forgot to tell you what the piece of paper is for. You can go ahead and write something down if you're feeling led. And at the end, if you want to just leave that up there instead of taking it home with you, get it off of who you are, welcome you to do that. No one's going to be reading it. It's between you and God. Even if you just want to write it out with your finger instead of a pen. God knows. He sees in the dark. Heavenly Father, you are brilliant and so worthy of praise. But Lord, it can be hard to expose ourselves. But we know that with you, there is hope of healing and I just ask that you would point out to us what those dark places in us are so that your light can infuse us 
Ushers get ready to take the offering. We're reminded that we are to offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice to you, being transformed rather than conforming to this world. In your son's heavenly name, we pray these things. Amen.